Hey guys, my name's Adam. I'm the head coach at Copper State Fit. Our purpose is to educate, entertain, and inspire you to lead a fit and healthy lifestyle. We hope that by sharing our clients' stories and providing you with tools, tips, and information that you can apply, that you'll seize the opportunity by turning thought into action. Stick around till the end and we'll provide you with the next steps that you can take along with helpful links in the show notes. That said, thank you in advance for listening and enjoy the show. Guys and gals, welcome to the Copper State Fit Podcast. Uh, this is Adam Petropoulos, owner and head coach and your host today. And we've got an awesome guest on today, Emily Come, Emily, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, this is pretty interesting, huh? Interesting times right now, right? It's a little bit crazy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're doing social distancing appropriately here. You're all the way right. in. Well, where are you? Tell everyone where you're at right now. I am in Nebraska, in a little tiny town of Beamer. Beamer, Nebraska. Is that where you're from originally? Um, I'm from eight miles west of here, Wisner, Nebraska. That's okay. pretty much where I grew up. So, Right on. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself. I mean, you're, you're from Nebraska. Uh, tell us a little bit about your family dynamic. What's that like? Uh, I am married and we'll celebrate our 15th wedding anniversary in June of this year. We have two boys, one 10 and one six. Um, we're busy. I work full time as a graphic designer, screen printer. Uh, my mom owns the business. And so hopefully that's something that I would take over. So family business. Cool. And then my husband and I also own our own trucking company. Wow. And so he does that. And then we have another driver with another truck that we do for employment. And then I also sell makeup and skincare mm -hmm. and do bridal, uh, like event makeup. That's cool. And then, um, our boys, like my oldest one is starting to get into sports and I inevitably volunteer myself to coach those sports. And so we're, we're a busy family. It sounds like it. I mean, pretty busy. Well, do you have any time for any hobbies of your own in there? Uh, so my favorite hobby is running. I yeah. took up running, um, like serious running, I guess, about nine years ago. Yeah, nine years in March, actually. And so that's... That's what, if I have some extra time, that's what you'll find me doing is out running. Right on. Well, you've been a client of ours, Copper State Fit, for how long now? Um, six and a half months. Yeah, almost, almost seven, I guess. So that's and awesome. And I want to know, I mean, share with us, what was it that was the kind of straw that broke the camel's back? Or what was that thing or event or something that just finally made you pull the trigger and say, you know what, I'm going to check this out. I'm going to schedule a consultation call. What was that? Um, so like with social media anymore, I feel like you can really stock things. And so I had been, I had, a, I had two friends that both done it. One's still doing it and one is like a graduate of it and had talked to both of them about it. They both loved it. They both had success. And so I just behind the scenes watched it and sat back for probably six months and just watched them and 
kind of stalked you guys on Instagram and, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think finally what did it was talking to Amber, like, mm-hmm. and she had talked to me before about it, but I had to, for whatever reason, she had reached out to me and she was like, you need to just do it. And I don't know if she knew, like I, Amber and I are friends. And so I don't know if she really knew where I was at and that point in my life, like that I wasn't happy as I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so she was like, you need to just do it for yourself. And so, I, you know, I can't say that there was any like one thing that was like, yes. Yeah. I think it was just talking to her and being like, you need to invest in yourself. And she was a hundred percent right. And I knew that like in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, I knew that because otherwise I wouldn't have stopped it for six months and like hemmed and hawed about it for six months if I wasn't at all interested in it. Absolutely. And, and, and what was it, I mean, what were you, what were you shooting for? I mean, what were you trying to accomplish? I mean, why did you seek our services, our help? And, and what was it that you were just like, all right, I'm ready to change. What was it exactly that you're ready to change? So when I said I took up running in like 2011, um, I did that because I was overweight at that time. I had my first son who was two and I couldn't keep up with him. And I didn't want that because I knew like growing up, I was active. I was active in sports in high school. I'm super competitive by nature Mm -hmm. with anything, whether that's a sports game or Uno, like nobody wants to play with me because I'm that person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started running and, you know, like when I started it, I couldn't even run a block. And then I got to the point where, you know, you're running two and so on and so forth. And eventually I got to the point where I had dropped that weight Um, and so I got to a place where I was happy and I could keep up with my then four year old. Um, and then I got pregnant again. Mm. And so then had another kid and I used that pregnancy to eat everything I could. I did. I used that as an excuse to eat everything. And I did. And I packed on the weight with that kid. And so then to come off of that pregnancy and try to lose that weight, um, it's tough. And the older you get, the tougher it gets. Yeah. So, um, I did it and then life happened with two young kids and, you know, it's the same thing. I think a lot of people struggle with the, the yo-yo, the up and the down. And, um, I was going back up again and I didn't want to do it. And I knew I just needed help because I'd been struggling with it for already two years and I needed, I needed the accountability. How did, and how did you feel like overall, that was impacting your life. I mean, what things did you find were like, obviously you're running. So that's probably making running a little bit more challenging, but were there other areas of your life you felt like this was impacting? I I wasn't happy. And I don't mean that like I was angry or anything like that. Like I just wasn't happy. Um, I would go out and run a mile and I would look at my time and I was really disappointed in myself because I knew I could do better. Mm-hmm. And I knew I needed to work harder, but for whatever reason at that time, I just wasn't pushing myself Mm -hmm. and I have a super support system here. My, my husband and my boys, there's none other than them. Like they will always support me. My husband watches the boys so I can run. And, and so I do have that support system, but it was just something inside that was like, meh, I'm not going to try it today. Yeah. You know? And so I just settled into that lifestyle of not really trying and that's not me yeah just kind of got comfortable where you were yeah but unhappy at the same time you know like 
I, I had jeans that I couldn't fit into anymore. And so they went in the back of the closet and just kind of hid back there where I couldn't see them. Right. But I always thought those are my favorite jeans. I want to wear those again, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. So essentially this was kind of, you were trying to hide it, put it, put it away. Like you said, put the jeans away as a, almost a microcosm of the whole thing in itself of right. like it, it's out of sight, out of mind. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, were there things that you tried along the way before jumping on board with Copper State Fit in order to make the change? Uh, so I, I'll probably get in trouble for this, but like I did Weight Watchers. I didn't pay for it. And I had a friend that did it. And so I uh-huh. kind of did it along with her <laughs> and it worked. Yep. Um, I did, I, it teaches you how to eat to like portion control. Like if you've never looked at the portion on like pasta, you're mm-hmm. going to be sorely disappointed with a portion of pasta. Yeah, like, right? honestly, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even try to eat it anymore. Cause I'm like, mm, no, that's not even happening. It's just not so, fair. You know, no, like when you go out to eat, you're consuming way more than a portion of pasta. So it did work. It, it, it taught me how to eat and look at portions and, and that kind of thing. But then you get back into the chaos of life and that just mm-hmm. goes away. Um, I had tried some at-home workouts and I just, you do them for a little bit. And then I think the boredom sets in. Yep. You know. And what would you say like... Uh, let's fast forward till now you've been with copper state fit six months, you know, you're doing a kick-ass job. You're still going, you're crushing goals on the daily. Um, from then till now, what would you say in terms of results wise, you know, do you know in your mind how, how many pounds you've lost and, and inches, things like that are those numbers you've been keeping track of? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I know exactly where I'm at, you know, yeah. and, I'm, I'm not done yet. And yeah. so I like to see that. And I, I know there's still room to go. Yep. Um, I, I like, like I said before, I'm super competitive, mm-hmm. like, even with just myself, like I, I'm, I'm ridiculous competitive, honestly. And so I like the way that Copper State is fit up with our app for like the workouts, um, the, the, the nutrition in there, like, I like the check marks so I can mm-hmm. see all that stuff. Like here's my protein for the day. Here's my carbs. Here's my fats. And so if I can see those little gold stars on there, I'm like nailed it. Right. You know, if there's a day where it doesn't, and I was like, Oh no, that's not happening the next day. Like I'm going back to the gold stars. Yeah. So I think just that competitive nature in me, it's, that's my driving force right now. Like so I, I'm going to be deep, that deep burning internal me versus me type thing. Yeah. Right? And, I I, and I've seen the success in the last six months. I've had great success, but I have worked my ass off for it. Yeah. And I'm to the point, finally, like my mindset has changed. Like, yeah, I did all this hard work. Don't let it go. Don't let it go because you ate one terrible meal or you had a cookie or whatever. Like that's not going to ruin everything I just did in the last six months. Yeah, completely. And I think, you know, you know, I've had some conversations on the phone before and I think one of the, you know, things that people will often assume or, or maybe just have a habit of doing is paying for a service, whether it be, uh, you know, Weight Watchers or, or nutrition coach or whatever that is. And thinking that like paying the money equals results, as you just said, you worked your ass off. Right. And, and the clients mm-hmm. in our program that get the type of results that you have and, and others before you have had as well, there's one common thing amongst them all. They all work their tails off. Right. You know, right. it's a recipe 
that is built for success. We know it works. Our clients that put the time, energy, and effort into it, they know it works. You've seen firsthand how it works. You know, speaking of that, you know, what would you say when people ask you, like, Emily, what have you done to lose weight? What do you tell them? What, what's your typical response? It's one of my favorite questions because everybody's like, what's your secret? What's your yeah. secret? What'd you do? And I don't know, like, sometimes I don't know what people expect me to be like, well, I woke up the next morning and I had dropped 20 pounds. You know, like I know everybody wants that instant gratification and that's like across the board with everything in life. But I also know it didn't, I didn't pack on 30 pounds in, in a week. You know, I did that over two years. So to expect to lose that in a week is silly, honestly. And so, um, it's, what did you ask me? I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. Totally fine. Um, Oh, what, what I tell people, I'm with you. What do they, Uh what do you tell them when they ask you, what have you done? Right. And I say, you know what? It's, it, it comes down to old fashioned hard work. End of story. Like I grew up on a farm and it's hard work. Um, it's doing all the small things that add up great big at the end. And I think that's with everything. And like, as a coach, that's what I teach my kids to like do all the fundamental things because then they're going to add up to big things. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's being consistent. You know, it's, you start with a calorie goal. You hit that for a week. You start with a calorie protein and you hit that, you know, two weeks. And so it's, it's all this consistency over time. And, you know, I, you get some people are like, well, I don't want to track my food. Then you obviously aren't a hundred percent in this because if you don't want to give it your all, then you're probably not to the point where you're ready for that. Yep. So like, it's just consistency. Like I'm to the point, like everybody knows when I sit down at, at the meal and I have my phone, it's because I'm putting my food in. I'm not mm-hmm. on my phone checking things. I'm putting my food in and then my phone's down. They all know that now. Um, they all know I'm at the gym. It's part of my routine now. And it's, it's, I crave all of that stuff in my day now because it's become routine for the last six months. Yeah. When you, when you don't get it, you start to miss it, right? Oh yeah. You miss it. And I think you hit the nail on the head with something you said there of the consistency and, you know, kind of with, with our program, how it's structured and scaffolded into, you know, teaching, the basic principles and the fundamentals. And that's a real, one of my favorite quotes is, you know, uh, methods are many, principles are few, methods change, principles never do. And our goal is to teach our clients what those fundamental principles are with nutrition, with fitness, that regardless of what method they choose, they'll have success if they're able to adhere to the principles. And so you pointed out, you know, caloric intake, that's one of the principles you know, protein intake and and carbs and fats, macronutrients. And some of our clients like yourself will go to the degree of, you know, tracking their food, weighing their food for portion, you know, but, but there's different ways to track. And I think tracking it regardless, you know, to use a a, a money analogy, like if I put myself on a budget, because I'm trying to, you know, have my bank account look a little bit better, I'm going to have to track what I'm spending. I'm going to have to track Mm -hmm. what's coming in. Now, I could just, simply say, okay, I'm going to eat out less and and spend less on this. And, and that's going to get me there. But if I have an itemized budget, that's like, here's my groceries, here's my utilities, you know, here's my entertainment fund money. Like when you break it down to that level, that's kind of analogous to what we do when we coach people using, you know, calories and macros, you've got a budget for everything, right? Yes. 
and, yes. and what goes in that budget, you decide. Uh, but once the budget's gone for the day, it's gone for the day, right? Right. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, it's you get to like I know people think it's crazy to track all that stuff, but I also get to the point where like I eat the exact same thing for breakfast, almost the exact same thing for lunch, and then that kind of leaves me open for supper. Mm -hmm. I'm at that point where like at that point in the day, I can almost have pretty much what I want. So then, you know, I can make my family a meal and I, I am still within all of my goals that I'm supposed to be at. And so once you get used to that, you don't have to track it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's, and that's eventually where we're going to get to where this becomes so second nature that you can look at a plate and know, Oh man, I, I need a little bit more protein on that plate, mm -hmm. you know, or, Ah, it's probably a little bit too much carbs or fats and, or man, maybe I should throw some vegetables on there. You know, you just start to think about those things. And, you know, it's like that old movie, the matrix, you pick, take the red pill or the blue pill. Well, once you take that red pill, you're like, I can't look at food the same anymore. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this. Since starting on your health and fitness journey with CSF, what belief behavior or habit has made the biggest impact for you? Um, I like that not one time, like when I've talked to my coach, Dana, like not one time has she looked at the food that I ate and went, ooh, no, what are you doing with that? Like, mm -hmm. why did you have that? You can eat everything. You just can't eat it all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you have kind of the same saying that you, you say too, like not one, like milk, for instance, I love whole milk. You mm -hmm. will not get me to stop drinking whole milk. <laughs> yeah. We don't have, I have stuff, right? right. And so it, it, you can eat all the foods that you, you enjoy in moderation. I don't have to have a 40 ounce glass of whole milk. Mm -hmm. I can actually have an eight ounce glass once a week, and it satiates that want for that whole milk, you know? So I like that I've never been told, well, you can't have bacon, you can't have this. I can have it. It's just, then you, you work your day around that, you know, like I was gonna take my boys for ice cream. I'm gonna fit that in to my day so that I can enjoy the ice cream with them and not feel bad about it. I love that. On with it, you know? So I love that it's, I wouldn't do well if it was like, nope, you can't ever have that again. Cause I'm a, I'm a foodie person to begin with. Like I like food. And, and so if you told me I couldn't have something, I'd be like, mm, no, that's not going to work. It's yeah. <laughs> and, and that's just human nature. The minute you're told you can't do something, you can't have something, you know, look it's at all what you think about, you know, that it is all <laughs> you think about. So that's good. So you would say that the behavior or habit that's made the biggest impact is the fact that you haven't really had to restrict. You've essentially had to, like, like we say, our law of sacrifice, you can have anything you want, just yes. not, yes, just not everything. Everything. Right? Yes. yes. And, yes. and I think Dana, Dana says it in a different way. You can have some of the things, not all of the things. Right. So. <laughs> and she, like, she knows she's like, I won't give up eggs either, yeah. but she has got me to switch to egg whites. I'm okay with that. I get mm -hmm. my, it's a good protein and you cut back on some of the fat and I'm okay with that. Cause she knows like, she's like, well, that's one of the foods she's not giving up. Okay. We're going to work her around that. And so she did. Yep. I love it. What really bad suggestion from the past did you receive 
that you kind of believed about health and fitness? Potatoes. Yeah, don't eat about? potatoes, right? Like don't eat white potatoes. Don't eat pretty much like all the white starches like you hear about, like the white <laughs> rice, you know, like <laughs> that's silliness. But you also realize like when you do, like look at the serving sizes on things. Like uh, I'm always, I'm that person at the grocery store reading the backs of things. Um, and now my kids are doing it too because they know that I watched fat content pretty close now. Mm-hmm. So like my kids will be like, ooh, mom, that's got this much fat. Is that okay? So it's teaching them too. But I think like the, the potatoes. And I remember the first time Dana was like, we'll have a baked potato with it. And I was like, did she say a baked potato? I could have a white baked potato and that was okay. <laughs> and my coach is telling me to do it. <laughs> right. And so, yeah, you know, like have half of that baked potato and you're within your portion. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be it is enough, honestly. Yeah. So there's just a lot out there that it's, it's interesting, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's a good one. I think that's probably one of the biggest things that a lot of people will say is, wow, like there aren't any quote unquote off limit foods and there shouldn't be like, we shouldn't look at food as good or bad and, and label foods in such a way. Like if we look at an apple and we look at a donut, I think we all know I should probably have that apple. That's probably healthier, but what's wrong with the donut? Like nothing, you know, and we shouldn't feel bad about eating it. We should look at food on a spectrum, on a scale of, of, you know, here's, here's, I'm presented with a couple choices, a few options. What's my good. What's my better. What's my best, you know? And it doesn't mean we always have to choose the best either or feel bad Mm -hmm. about choosing like, Hey, you know, I want the donut today. Screw the apple, you know? So I think that's what a lot of people would say. So I appreciate you uh, saying that about yourself as well. Let me ask you a question here. When you feel off track or kind of like you've lost some of your momentum, uh, what do you do to get back on track? Um, I think that's what's changed a lot in the last six months. Like I felt like I would try this before and be like, all right, I'm going to eat super good this day. And then for whatever reason, like if we got busy or whatever, and we ended up getting like pizza to go, I'll be like, well, I screwed up this week. I'm going to start next week. I've changed that. And so that it's like, oh, well, that meal wasn't that great for me. It didn't fit in with my macros. Next meal is 100% on. And the next meal is 100% on. So I think I've just got back into like one meal isn't going to ruin it. But if you start going the whole week, mm-hmm. then, then things start to change. Like don't let a whole week go by and let that meal, you know, be a, a spiral effect. It's back at it. You miss one workout back at it. Don't, don't let that be like, and that's my mindset has really changed about that. And so that. that's, yeah, and, and I, I like to refer to that as the, never miss twice mentality, right? Yes. I think a lot of people make that same exact mistake. They come out, quote unquote, diet starts Monday, right? And here we go. By Tuesday, it's like (laughs) the friends inviting them out. Hey, you want to come meet us here? They're like, all right, cool. They go, they blow Mm -hmm. it. Like, all right, diet starts Monday again versus, you know what? Cool. I went out, had some fun with friends, you know, and the next meal I'm back on or tomorrow yes. I'm back on or, you know, whatever it is, that mental mindset of, 
it's not an on off switch. It's just like, okay, Hey, this is life and readjust. You know, like you said, it's accumulation. It's, it's consistency of all those deposits. We talk about the bank account analogy, like everything you do, every, you know, meal you eat, that's, that's healthy. You know, every workout you do, those are all deposits into that bank account towards your health and fitness. You know, the stuff, the donut back to that again, maybe that's a withdrawal, but if you've got more deposits in that bank account than withdrawals, that's going to lead to that success. Yes. Can, speaking of successes, failures, can you recall a stumble or a failure or, you know, apparent failure during your journey so far with CSF that has set you up for success later on on your journey? Yes. I, <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know where it was at, but I remember like I kind of plateaued with the number on the scale Mm-hmm. probably stayed at it for probably close to three weeks. Mm-hmm. And I like, I had gone back and forth. Do I, do I say something to Dana? Do I let it go? Blah, blah, blah. Like she's never brought it up. And so I finally did. I, I texted her and I was like, okay, the number on the scale isn't moving. What do I need to do? I'll cut out eggs if I had to. Yeah. I think right then and there, she like knew I was panicking because she knew my stance on eggs. Yeah. And so she, she said, you will do nothing. You will not step on the scale again this week. You will not change anything. You will hit your numbers, do nothing. And so I did that. And I, I think at the end of that week, like the scale had moved mm-hmm. and, her and I had talked about that. I was like, you get so, and I think that's everybody too. Like you get so wrapped up with that silly number on that scale. And it's such a small part of the journey Mm-hmm. and of your success or failure mm-hmm. that I'm a whole lot better with it now, but like once in a while I'll catch myself being like a, and then I'm like, no, no. Like at this point, the scale probably isn't moving near as quickly for me. Yeah. Like it shouldn't be like, I'm getting to the point where I'm getting to where I want to be. And so of course it's not going to move as fast. And I know that. And so, um, that's don't let the scale define you. Mm-hmm. Um, while it, it's a little indicator of it, it, it's not there to define you. It doesn't tell you how hard you're working. It doesn't tell you what foods you've eaten and eaten well. And it doesn't tell you how fast you can run and how much you can squat and, you know, that you're playing with your kids and you're doing all the things. And so I think once Dana talked me off the ledge, I was like, I know these things. I just needed her reassurance on it. Yeah. And ever since then, I'm always like, nope, don't go there, Emily. You know, like yep. that's, that's such a small part of this. Don't let that be a big part of it. Yeah. So would you say the lesson from that was stay the course? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's a yeah, big- because it was working. Like even yeah. if that, and the, at that point, like even if the number on the scale wasn't moving, I think that's also when I fit in to one of those pairs of jeans that I was hiding in the closet. Yeah. That's crazy. So, you know, things are moving the way they should be whether Mm -hmm. you see that on a number or not. Yeah. And you said people get so tied up in that one number. And the funny thing about that number, Emily, is only you and your coach know that number, right? Like nobody else does. And everyone else, all your peers, friends, family are looking like, Emily, what are you doing? You're looking amazing. And here you are mentally stuck on this number that's not changing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, just stick it out. Like, you know, and, and that's, again, another mistake several people make when they're potentially, you know, trying to manage their weight on their own is 
give it a, they give it a week or two or three, ah, oh, this didn't work. And, and then they jump to the next diet, the next probe and ah, oh, this mm-hmm. didn't work. And then jump to the next one. It's like, you know, dang, just give it a little bit of time, you know, be consistent with it, stick to it. What's the, that probably would be, I would say almost an answer to this question, but is there anything else that you can think of is what is the best advice you've received along this journey so far? don't let the number on the scale define you. It's not you. It's not how much work you've put into it. Like I said, it's just a, it's such a small part. Like, and Dana and I have talked about this. Like I understand why we do way daily. And I, now I get it a lot more than I did three months ago. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see that because even a little jump on it now, I'm like, Oh yeah, I ate some stuff that was high in salt yesterday. Mm -hmm. So that's your jump in it. And so it's interesting to see because it's so cyclical. Mm -hmm. And so, um, like I still like to do it because I do like to see that cycle in there, but anymore I get on there and I put it in the app and on with my day, you know, like my clothes fit better. I get the compliments because I know people can tell the difference. And so everything else is working. So just don't let that number on this scale define you because it's, it's, it's so minute in the grand scheme of things. That's good advice. Good advice for people listening. Um, Obviously there is, I wouldn't say you're not deprived of anything, but you have to learn how to control uh, intake of things. You have to learn how to say no a little bit more, right? What would you say are some things you've had to become better at saying no to? And what have you found to be the most polite way to say that? Uh, so honestly, probably alcohol. Uh-huh. And, uh, <laughs> I hate our winters up here, but I love our summers. And so I started this at the end of our summer. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to this summer because I like to go outside sit outside by the pool and have a drink or a few. And Mm -hmm. so I also like know how that, um, like how you explain it with the fats and stuff, how it's processed through our body makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking forward to the summer being like, no, don't get back on that cycle Mm -hmm. because then you're going to kind of undo what you just did this last six months. Um, as far as like, you know, like going out with people, like all my friends know what I'm doing. I've been very open about it. Um, I've, I'm a spokesperson for this because I love it. I do. And so they all know, like, they don't pressure me. If they want to have a drink, great, have a drink. I'm going to have some water. Like they all know. And so I'm, I, I'm not felt pressured ever. And you're, I mean, you're pretty strong willed personality, right? You got that competitive yeah. fire in you. So you're probably not one that had to deal too much with a lot of peer pressure, right? You're probably the type of person steadfast and like, hell no, I'm doing I'm the it. one doing it. I can see that in you. What would you say though, for perhaps some people maybe that are listening that, that have a tough time with that, that, that like their friends are like, Hey, let's go out. It's Friday. It's five o'clock. Let's, you know, what would your advice be to them? Uh, you, you gotta lay the groundwork and let people know, like, this is really something that's important to you and I need your support. So when I tell you, Hey, I, I'm not going to have that basket of French fries and that pitcher of beer. Um, but I'll go along with you and hang out. Like I can still do that. So just let them know 
how important it is to you. And I, you know, you would hope that they would understand that. Mm -hmm. I guess, like, yeah, like I don't take any crap from anyone. So <laughs> they can it. give me all the, all the guff they want and it's not going to get them anywhere. <laughs> what, um, you said milk, you said eggs. So besides those, are there any unusual foods that you try to squeeze into your day or have every now and again or, or fit into your calorie budget? You know, what are, what are something that maybe you're like, I got to have this, you know? Um, probably to my benefit, I am not a sweet eater. I don't like chocolate at all. Okay. But what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> right. I know. It, which is to my benefit, really, because it, yeah. it'd probably be worse off. So that's awesome. But you put chips and salsa in front of me. Okay. And look out. Yeah, now look you're out. talking. Uh huh. You'd hang so, pretty well here in Arizona. Chips, salsa, guac, you'd fit right in, Emily. Yes, I would love it. And the weather, right? Yeah. You know, snow and yuck down there. Yeah. Um. So chips and salsa. So uh, some advice from Dana, like she like take corn tortillas and put them in your air fryer. Duh, why didn't I think of that? And so I can still get that chips and salsa. Yep. And, you know, but milk, the milk is probably, <laughs> I refuse to drink anything less than 2%. The whole milk. That's the farm girl, girl in your <laughs> agent, right? Right, so, yeah. Like, that's where that comes whole from. milk. And so that's like, I'll have my one eight ounce glass of, of 2% milk and I kind of plan it strategically around a good meal. Like, you know, I'm, we had roast beef last night and I feel like that's a good hearty. Heck yeah. I need a glass of milk with that meal. And so that's what I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Well, think back to uh, Emily day one day, or week one on this journey. What advice would you give to Emily who's just starting out? Uh, trust the process because um you and dana are both excellent at it you have good advice you're there is a great sounding board so trust the process that they know what they're doing for you whether that's with nutrition with workouts life advice trust the process and it will work in the end give it give it its time it's not instant gratification it didn't happen overnight the results aren't going to happen overnight either. Yeah, that's a good one. A good piece of advice. How about to someone out there listening right now that's where you were, that's struggling, that's frustrated, that's pushing those genes to the back of the closet, you know, that's just not happy with themselves, that has that inner fire, that former athlete that's kind of on the fence right now and maybe thinking about reaching out to us. What would you say to that person? first is to make the phone call. Like the first time I called you and talked to you, I was like, yep, I I'm doing this. You can tell that you have a sincere love for what you do. And that's a big deal. Like, because you're not in it to, to make the money and you like, you genuinely want to see the success of your clients. And so make that first call. And I think your minds will be changed about it. And then, um, like I said, for somebody that's as competitive as I am, I love how everything works. Like I said before, like in the app, you get your gold stars when you meet all your, your nutrients. 
-hmm. in the workouts, it keeps track of all your weights and stuff. And, and when you get a personal best, it, it shows you all that stuff. So for somebody that's super competitive, like I am, every time I step into the gym, I, I'm going to get at least one personal best, whether it's one more rep than I did the day before, I'm going to do it. And so I, I just needed that push and that accountability, um, that weekly phone call. I know I'm going to have to report and check in with Dana. And I say that like, like she's yelled at me. She has never yelled at me, you know, like, yeah. why did you do this? Or how'd you miss that? Or, you know, like not one time ever, but I know that I have to check in with her. And so I want her to be proud of me too, mm -hmm. because what she's doing is what I'm doing is a reflection of her too. And so I feel like when I check in with her, I want her to be like, yeah, you did the work. We, we put down these goals. You did them. All right. On to the next, you know? So, um, yeah, that's good. That's good. So what are you've had this, this essentially layer of that's that was built up around you and and of course you know that, that was the weight you carried but almost like you know symbolic of the you know weight you carried that you chiseled away and here's emily right here's here's who you really are and so originally you know that was a, a we'll say aesthetic goal uh, you know a goal weight you nailed that just recently. Congratulations on that. I saw you hitting <laughs> a 30 inch box jump a couple times too. Right. So look out. <laughs> look out, man. You hit some goals, but I want to know what's on your radar right now. Like, what are you gunning for? What do you have that you're like, these are goals that I have. Um, so we kind of reevaluated like my weight goal, which is not a big deal to me. Um, still <laughs> training for a half marathon, which I yep. do them a lot, but well, I've first of all, really tell, tell us what a lot is. Cause I, like uh, you told me this number and I fell out of my chair. Like how many half marathons have you done? I have done 20. Holy smokes. And, <laughs> that's <yeah>. insane. <laughs> and I know you have a goal for that though, right? I do. So, yep. That's, and that's a lot of the reason, like when you're 30 pounds heavier, it's hard to run fast, mm -hmm. you know? And so my goal for that is to get under two for Love a half it. marathon. I've, I've, yep. I think 205 is my personal best. And so when you're leaner and stronger and lighter, it's a whole lot easier to run that far faster. That's incredible, um, man. 20 half marathons in sub two. There it is, folks. You put it out there into the universe. Right? Yeah, I, I did. I don't Look hide out. those things, man. When you got a goal, put it out there. <laughs> Claim it, own it, You know, put a stamp on it and go get it, right? Yeah. When, I, um, when we started this, Dana wanted me to send her goals. So I did a little cute thing, like a six month one and a 12 month one. And I hit all of those except for my sub two. My half was supposed to be at the end of April. It's been postponed right now. But, yeah. um, and so, you know, I like to set attainable goals. Like don't set them way crazy. Like you set yourself up for failure that way. Yep. So I did like when I set my weight goal, I set that for 12 months. And so to hit that in six, that's awesome for me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's really, really cool. Well, as we kind of wrap things up here, Emily, are there any, any questions that maybe I didn't ask or things that you wanted to say or, or, you know, get out there that, that maybe we should touch on now? Is there anything you can think um, of? I think like I wrote them down just because I wanted to make sure I, 
the two biggest things to me, like doing this are, is that not one time has Dana ever mentioned the number on the scale. And I know I've said this a, a, a few times, but like, she's never been like, oh, well, I saw that went up. Why did that go up? Like, it's, she's never once even mentioned it other than me saying something to her about it. So you know how not important that number is to the coaches. Like that's yep. not what it's about. Yep. And the other thing too is like, I've never been told I couldn't eat anything. Like, you know, she was like, the, I saw you had some thin mints last night. What'd you have those for? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so I think as long as you can track them and put them in there and make them fit into your day. And even if they didn't fit into your day and you're like, I just have to have this one. Okay. Then have that one. And you know, it's on to the next, like, don't, I was in the mindset before this of that ruined my whole, if on Monday I ate something I shouldn't have, I was like, well, we'll start next Monday. Yeah. And that mindset for me has a hundred percent changed around. Like I missed the last meal, but I'm going to hit the next one. A hundred percent. Those so, are great points you brought up. Great points. Workouts. Yeah. Again, the program, what we do as practitioners, as coaches, is we teach a process-driven, not an outcome-driven program, right? The process, yes. like you said, trust the process, but the process, it, it's, it's different for everyone, but it's the food reading, the workouts we're doing, it, it's, it's that that we want to focus on. It's, you know, and if we miss those things, it's not beating you up about it, but it's like, why did we miss? What can we learn from why we miss these things? Because if we miss, we're not going to get to the outcome, right? And, and, you know, it's like, it's like baking a cake, you know, if, if the cake calls for a certain amount of butter and sugar and flour and everything else, like it, it, there's a recipe to this. And that's what we're teaching is the recipe, the, the process that's going to get the result and it will come. So we don't focus on the outcome. Uh, and the other thing, like you mentioned too, yeah, we're not going to bring up the foods. We're not going to make you feel bad about those foods because again, we don't want good or bad connotations on foods. But the other thing is like, like I say, it's kind of a, one of our mottos is we, we teach you how to eat, not how to diet. And I think yes. that's what so many people yes. out there doing is dieting instead of just eating, right? right. But eating to eating for a goal, right? Like for whether it's a performance goal, aesthetic goal, or whatever that is, learn how to eat for that, not how to diet for that, right? Yes. I like, I feel confident like where I'm at, like in six months, it's, it's just building off that. So in six months, this is going to be even easier. It's all, even at this point, it's all second nature to me. Like I said before, like I ate the same thing for breakfast. I bounce between two or three things for lunch and then I can have almost whatever I want for supper. Honestly, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to eat 30 donuts or anything, but <laughs> it leaves supper open so that I can make a meal for my family and I can enjoy it with all of them instead of them eating something. And I have a pile of green beans. Yeah. I'm glad you just said that too, because I think that's a big thing. People coming in will ask is like plans they've been on before of they're eating their thing and their entire family, you know, kids, husband, wife, you know, they're, they're eating something else. And it's like, they almost feel isolated from the family and, and almost like once they reach their goal and they reach the end, it's like a sigh of relief. Ah, I can go back to eating with everyone else and enjoying those foods. And, you know, the, the process that we're teaching or trying to teach you is that this is a lifestyle. You can continue to do it. You can continue to be involved in your 
you know, family and, and social interactions and, you know, events and things like that and, and still get the results you're looking for and keep those results long-term. And it's little things like, you know, when we have, we have taco Tuesday always, no matter what, and we like to do different things or whatever. And like, you know, Dana said, instead of sour cream, use Greek yogurt. So yeah. it's little tiny changes that you don't even notice, you know, instead of that flower shell, let's switch and do a corn shell. Cause then you can have two of them, right. you know? So it's just a little tiny thing. So you can still sit down and have that meal with your family. That's great. Well, almost to the end here. And I've been asking all the questions and you've been awesome. I mean, giving us really, really good insight into your entire journey here, but I want to flip it around the other way and want to know if there are any questions that you have that you want to ask of us? Uh, what do you do? Like, I feel um, like I, like I, I'm a, I, I don't know if I'm a rule follower, follower, but like I said, like I like to see the check marks and that kind of thing. And I know I have to report back to Dana. And so I got to do all the things, but how, what do you do when you have a client that is like, man, eh, I'm not going to do that. Like, no, like, I don't know how you as coaches stay motivated to like keep pushing them and driving them to yeah. do it. Yeah, no, that's a good question. And, and I think similar to how you just said, you're kind of competitive, right? I think, you know, us as coaches are the same way. And we look at it as trying to figure out a puzzle or a riddle and everyone's unique. Everyone's different. They're, they're, home life, their work, uh, what their food likes are, dislikes, you know, the challenges, how their emotions are. We're all different. We're all human beings and, and almost kind of like figuring that person out. And, and, and sometimes like, for goodness sakes, I've had some clients, Emily, that are with me for years and we'll be working together for like 12, 18 months. And, and I, something clicks and we have a conversation and it's like, whoa, like, I wish you to figure that out 12 months ago, <laughs> man, as a coach, you're like, I got it. And as soon as you figure the person out as a coach, you figure them out, what makes them tick, you know, what they like, don't like, like you said, you like eggs, you like milk, you know, there are probably a lot of things that you're like, don't like that. Or, you know, I, I say ready, willing, and able as a client, what are you ready, willing, and able to do? Because I'm going to create the program that fits that instead of you trying to fit the program let me as a coach use my experience to try and create a program that works for you and now that might mean that the person you know maybe they're not going to use a food scale away food maybe they don't want to use my fitness pal that's okay we could still get results maybe you're not going to get results like emily did in six months instead of 12 but there's the trade-off for that right like okay you don't have to weigh track measure food uh, we're going to go a different angle with this, but the trade-off is it might be a little bit slower, but we're still going to get there. So to answer your question, it's more of like the challenge personally of finding what makes that person tick because once they see it as well, regardless of what it is, it's that light bulb moment for them of, oh my gosh, it's working. Whatever it is, we did this, we did that, we did this, and it's working. That's kind of what keeps us going as coaches. I like it. I'm kind of glad you said that because it kind of like, um, I like how much with having a personal phone call to your coach, like they get to know you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, when I first started this with Dana, I was doing PT on my shoulder. And so there was stuff I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. And so the workouts that, you know, we started with were all lower body stuff. And so I think if you try to do some of that stuff on your own or whatever, like I wouldn't have done it. Like I'd have been mm-hmm. like, well, I can't do it because I can't do anything with my shoulder. You know, but she gave me, you know, we did squats and wall sits and lunges, things that I could do. And so just having that like personal connection with you guys, um, that's a big deal. And I, I, that's helped me a lot. Absolutely. I know she's there for me. She is a hundred percent. She is there. She's a rock star. She's an amazing coach, amazing person. And you know, with, with that, I think like you pointed out, there are a lot of services out there like us who do similar to what we do. One of our main differences is that phone call. I mean, there's a lot that do this via text, that do it through an app, that do it on an email, you know, check in, if you will. But we make that personal connection with our clients and develop that relationship. And, and it's a collaborative effort, Emily. It's not, we're not the dictator and we're not saying, here you go. I always use the analogy, we're the GPS, you're the driver. You, you say, here I am and here's where I want to go. And we say, great, here's all the routes we have to get there. It's either the fastest route, which might be the <laughs> hardest, or it's the scenic route, which is fun and it's a little slower. But we're going to collaborate on that together and come up with the best solution between us as coach, them or you as client to make sure that it's doable within their, the yes. construct of their own life. Yeah, I think that phone calls, that's a big deal. Like that's it's what I look forward to in my week. Honestly, like I always have mine on the same day pretty much. And like, I, I can't wait to talk to her like every week Yeah. kind of at this point, sometimes like we don't, we just talk like, honestly, you know, like sometimes had a good week and no real issues and, and we just talk. And I told her I might show up at her doorstep next winter and (laughs) live there all winter. That's totally fine (laughs) with us, man. Come on down. Stay, stay socially isolated right now for right now. <laughs> right. Just stay where you're at. It is getting so, kind of warmer up here, so it's not terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. Any other questions that you wanted to ask? Uh, I don't think so. Cool. No, it's, it's, I've, I've loved every second of it. What you have going is amazing. And I'm so grateful for the pushes and everything that I had to, to start it. So. Well, thank you, Emily. We appreciate you and you trusting us, right? You, you had to trust the process, like you said. And Renee always kind of says, it's kind of like that trust fall. If you've ever played that game where you close your eyes, cross your arms and just fall backwards, you're like, God, I hope they catch me, you know? <laughs> but you, you and every client we work with, that's exactly what you have to do. You're, you're taking the trust fall, you're investing in yourself, but you're you know, you're, you're paying someone you, you really don't know, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So we appreciate you trusting us. And, and I wanted to thank you for your time today, jumping on here with me and, and going through and sharing this journey. And I'm excited for everyone else to have the opportunity to hear this as well. So thank you, Emily. And that's a wrap guys. Hey guys, this is Adam, head coach at Copper State Fit. If you felt inspired by the show you just heard and you feel like taking it a bit further, we'd like to help. 
For those of you looking to take baby steps, download our free MyFitnessPal tutorial and macro cheat sheet. Link can be found in the show notes. And for those of you that want to take a little more than a baby step, schedule a free phone consultation with us. We'll answer all your questions and provide you with personalized information. No strings attached, no obligation to buy. But if you do, we'll throw in a bonus. Mention Podcast 49 in your consult notes and we'll take $49 off your first month. The only wrong decision is indecision, so pick what's right for you. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to speaking with you.